0: Hello, my name is Adam Eason and welcome to episode 77 of Hypnosis Weekly. Hello, hypnosis friends, and a very warm welcome to Hypnosis Weekly. Once again, in my own highly biased opinion, I think I've got an awesome show lined up for you today. It's going to be a bit different. It's awesome, though. In a short while, I'm going to be sharing with you this week's interview and discussion that are all rolled into one with a very particular theme, as I welcome back former guest, and this week's guest is Nick Ebden. Then, instead of the usual hypnosis in the news section, which is going to be back as of next week, I'm going to get right on my soapbox once again. Now I'm going to be talking about a very particular subject. I'm going to be talking about this idea of super speedy, mega, hyper, quick, fast hypnotherapy. You know, people that make claims that everything needs to happen rapid and fast in hypnotherapy. I'm going to respond to that notion that's promoted by many hypnotherapists and many hypnotherapy training schools that hypnotherapy should be super quick. Um, and then that's going to be it this week. It's going to be slightly different to our usual structure um, and so on. As I say at the beginning of every Hypnosis Weekly episode, this podcast is something that I want to encompass a feeling of embracing diversity, celebrating the field of hypnosis, and encouraging friendly, professional, enjoyable discussion and debate, as well as doing its best to inform and educate. I do not share the same stance as most of our guests, and at times have major differences in approach and leaning, but all are incredibly lovely people who I'd happily talk with until late in the pub, and all of whom, following their time here on Hypnosis Weekly, I have a great deal of respect for if you have questions queries thoughts or feedback do get in touch via the hypnosis weekly website all the references made in the discussions along with related links are posted at each episode on the website www.hypnosis-weekly.com that's just hypnosis weekly with a hyphen in the middle.com you can add your thoughts comments and make any suggestions there too please do share this podcast on facebook twitter and anywhere else to help us reach more of the hypnosis community it's greatly appreciated If you enjoy this podcast, please do go. Give us a favourable rating, perhaps even a review at iTunes. Um, It takes a couple of seconds, a couple of clicks, just to give us a favourable rating, and it does us a load of good. Um, So, first of all today, this week's uh, interview and discussion all rolled into one with Nick Ebden. Um, You regular listeners will know that Nick has featured on this show before. And I've invited him back for a couple of reasons. Firstly, um, he's become a friend of mine, somebody that um, I have a lot of time for and and that I really like. Um, Secondly, because I think the UK hypnosis convention that he has created is important. And thirdly, because I wanted the chance um, to reflect with him on the development of the UK Hypnosis Convention. And that's what we do here within this discussion. So without any further ado, for now, get comfy, my friends, turn up the volume, sip on your tea, enjoy this week's interview and discussion, all on a UK Hypnosis Convention theme. (laughs) So as I've just been discussing, I'm delighted to welcome back to Hypnosis Weekly, the one and only Mr. Nick Ebden. Nick, welcome back to Hypnosis Weekly. Thanks for having me back. So I think I think one of the you know, since since we last spoke, since we last properly had you on as 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 the main guest on the show, quite a lot has gone on. In as much <laughs> as the, the inaugural the, the that is the 2016 uk hypnosis convention happened you know um and 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 i think it happened quite magnificently um first of all tell us a little bit about about your experience about perhaps even some of the standout memories some of the highlights of of the entire experience for you um oh
1: well i had yeah i think we've discussed before both uh, privately and during a convention that it was as much as a success as I possibly could have hoped for. Mm. Um, so, so, and, and based that, there was a lot of standout uh, moments. I, I the, the the thing that stands out for me was, um, there, was there was a couple of things on the um, on the Friday. Um, there was some there were some pre convention classes. Yeah, and, and obviously being the first one, um, the, the classes weren't full. Uh, to the maximum but there was a decent turnout but my mind was a little distracted with uh the evenings uh proceedings and people turning up and registering and, and what have you yeah and it was really great on the uh the friday evening to to see yourself and, and gary and uh and then you know the likes of Carl and everyone just turned up late and and literally just hit the ground running yeah from from a, uh, a conversational perspective, from a socialising perspective, <laughs> from a drinking perspective. Yeah. Um, it was it was fantastic. And, you know, um, for those that weren't there, on the Friday night, uh, we allowed uh, some uh, young stage hypnotist to uh, perform in front of what would have been a, a load of his um, idols, for, for want of a better word, and, and people that he would have looked up to. Everyone was... Amazingly, uh, generously spirited. So they all sat in, even though there would have been guys like yourself and Anthony and Freddie and what have you that would probably would have seen too many stage hypnotists for their liking. But <laughs> literally, everyone who was there was Friday night, all all were uh, converged into this room and, and gave this kid what I, I imagine was the best audience today, as in the people that were in it. Yeah. Um, it, it it was like a who's who, and 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 I remember reflecting on that, thinking how generously everyone had approached it. And then obviously we uh, we reconvened to the bar to the early hours, and and the, the topic of the conversation was hypnosis, hypnotherapy. It was sharing ideas. Um, it was it was amazing to see the likes of Freddie just playing and discussing and sh- and sharing his experience. But I was still quite nervous and then, and then the ladies turned up, uh, the uh, administrative ladies and changed everything around because my organisational skills were clearly um, were lacking somewhat and, and they sort of steadied the ship and I was still a little bit nervous on a Saturday morning and then Freddie Jacqueline walked past, gave me a thumbs up and said this is brilliant and or, or what have you and I thought right, that's it, it's working, it's a success. So and, and, and then after that, I could kind of relax and enjoy some of the uh, some of the presentations. Saturday night was a hoot. Uh, the keynote speaker was okay. Awesome! Highlight. That, <laughs>
0: yeah. Massive highlight for me. Massive highlight yeah, for me.
1: That, it was it was great. You know, you I, you sort of endorsed um, uh, why I wanted to have you as the first one. Um, you, you combined. Um, knowledge with humor and you kept the place engaged Uh, and yeah so it was fantastic so mid sunday i could relax a little um, and and enjoy it a bit more but you know it was it was fantastic I, i could not have asked for it to go better i could not have asked for any anyone to contribute more generously than everyone that did um yeah just absolutely fantastic
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so something something. I, I just want to ask you about, actually. you know, And I would like it if you go on the record with this, because I think this is an important point that people need to know about. Um, and that is that I have it on some pretty good authority that you, uh, Mr Nick Ebden, and Bob <laughs> Burns, on Saturday afternoon, both went for an afternoon nap. Now, now, now can you confirm or deny uh, this? Well... I wasn't suggesting that you went for an afternoon nap together. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the, the the individually, you went, you know, as a little bit of a recharge of the batteries.
1: Yeah, as, as much as a, a catch, Bob is for an older guy. We certainly didn't. <laughs> um, I believe that Bob, uh, under advice of his doctor, has to take afternoon naps. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't actually nap. Oh, Even, right. Okay. I, I I intended to nap. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It it it'd been a heavy Thursday night. Um, it had been a heavy Friday night, and on the Saturday afternoon, the intention was, as the ladies were running things so smoothly downstairs, um, to to grab a quick uh, thirty minutes. But then you pointed out that I was the butt of some of the jokes on your uh, keynote speech. That that is correct, yes. So, in, so in true competitive nature, instead of having thirty minutes sleep, I cranked up the PowerPoint and, and, and set about plotting my revenge, googling right. pictures of Dr. Jones and what have you for anyone yeah. who was there. They'll know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, just to um um just you know j- j- just j- just to reiterate a couple of the points that you made. You know, I thought um um yeah, you know, I've got to hand it to the that the young lad. Who was the upcoming stage hypnotist that was doing Dylan, the friday yeah. yeah the Friday night gig because um you know you know regardless regardless of who how he was at the time you know he's got to have some brass some brass tackle there to hmm. to to come and do a show um in front of that particular audience you know which was basically comprising of the vast majority of speakers. Um, mm-hmm. um, that we're going to be there, so you know I, I've really got to doff my cap to him as far as that's concerned. Um, um, you know, for for me, I think um, that the quality of a lot of what was presented um, um, was was really important to me and. Um, um, the, you know I, I learned a great deal from every speaker that I went to see and you know I made a point of going and seeing a couple of things that perhaps ordinarily I may not have done um, um, but, but as well went to some stuff that I just knew I was going to enjoy and that I was biased about beforehand as well um, you know I, I wanted to go and see Anthony Jackquin. I loved the fact that Freddie came and did uh, a cameo role within all of that um, I loved the the fact that, uh, Freddie was hypnotizing people at the bar non-stop wherever I was, <laughs> you know, I got a chance to see, um, Melissa tears for the first time, Beryl Comar for the first time. And these are people that have been on the, been on this particular show and, and that we've sure, come yeah. about with before. Um, but one of the things you mentioned there about, um, about the fun and games that we had as well, you know, there was a lot of fun at dinner and, 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 and you know, late into the evening, lots of laughter. Um, um, I, I you know I mean probably a, a real highlight for me is the fact that you know I remember turning round because the clocks had actually gone forward a swell on uh-huh, top of yeah. that hadn't they um, um and so I remember looking at my watch and someone telling me you know it was about half four a.m. and I was I was at the bar with um with Gary Turner and no one else and uh, and, and him and I took the uh, took the lift. The lift up to, uh, up to whatever floors we were at. And I decided that that was the time to give him a, a, a good night hug. Uh, when it was just me and him, I was drunk. I don't think he was as bad as, uh, as I was. Um, and it was one of those hugs where, um, where I held on for too long um, um uh, yeah, yeah 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 you know I I, I held on for too long oh, you know, certainly longer than <laughs> is socially acceptable regardless of you know and, and really tested the depth of my friendship with him um, um which was lovely but you know the 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 feeling and the humor and everything else that existed within the Saturday night, um, everybody meeting and having fun. You know, Gary sticking people's hands to the wall. Um, um, a lot of hypnotic hallucination within the bar, as well as um, joviality and tequila shots, um, mm, um, yeah. which which seems to have become the kind of thing that you and I, you and I do, <laughs> um, regardless of the occasion. But you know, I think, um, and what made it so good for me was that this open-minded attitude of those who were present. You know, regardless of of stance, regardless of background, and regardless of you know previous form, even you know. Um, um, and and you know, I've I've gone on record a number of times, congratulating you for for what you've done. And so I suppose, really, you know, um, um you know, with all of this sounding so good, it, it might have been quite easy for you just to sort of rest upon the laurels um but i'd be i'd be really interested to know about what kind of reflections you've had and and what you've learned from the first convention that that, that that you're going to start applying and thinking of and 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 working your way around um yeah i mean just touching on
1: what you were saying as well and just bringing it in uh to the question that you've asked me You know, I think it touches on, again, that generosity of everyone involved, you know, both the presenters and um, uh, the attendees, because when I was doing the first one and you and I had this discussion, a lot of people, I got a lot of comments that people were like, oh, you've got them there and you've got them there. And, you know, they're quite different ideas. But when it came down to the day, it was a little bit of a risk. But I think, you know, I think it's proof that you get the biggest reward when you take some risk in things. Yeah, and and I think that carrying it on to this one, I, I I didn't want to play it safe because not playing it safe uh, was very rewarding on the first one. You know, there, yeah. there's people that we make. There's no secret that on forums and in discussions over the years have, have sometimes quite passionately disagreed, yeah, almost to the personal level. But yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer that a lot gets lost in translation on forums and on social media and even on the written word. So I also do believe that most people are pretty decent and when you, when you stick them in a room together, they'll actually treat each other quite decently. So um, I, I, I'd like to think that this year um, I haven't played it safe as in that I think having a, uh, having a really broad spectrum of subjects of approaches of ideologies and, and what have you does work. Um, yeah. I, 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 the, cha- the reflections I had last year were one of them. Importantly, was my own position, which was that at the time uh, I was I was still training. I, I, I had a, an affiliation with uh, a particular organisation. I was a member of uh, associations and organisations over here, and and for me it was important that this year. I could be as even more neutral than before. So, um, I mean, I mean you know, but other people might not know, I, I don't actively train anymore. Um, I, I do a bit of supervision, but I'm also not a member of any of the current organisations or associations. And that's really important to me because I think the neutrality of last year um, worked in the Convention's favour. And, and if I can make it even more neutral this year, which means me stepping back, me not being um, me not being associated with any particular organisations at all, I think that's only going to work in the favour even more this year, um, because it really then just becomes a platform where anyone with a, with the good intentions to take the profession forward, regardless of their training, regardless of their affiliations or allegiances, can turn up. Like you've touched on, have a have a have a blast socially, but also really can indulge themselves in stuff that they wouldn't do normally from a learning perspective as well. So, uh, so we've we've got as broad uh, an array of uh, subjects and topics on offer as we did. I'd say even broader. You know, we've brought in the likes of what I was able to do this year because of success was reapproach people who couldn't make last year. So, so one of the things I learned was. Don't hold your convention when other, people's hold, other people are holding your convention. Yeah. Even if you do think yours is the best one. Yeah. So, so we clashed with uh, we clashed with the Canadian uh, hypnosis convention, and we clashed with uh, another one in London, uh, the uh, APHP or Hypnosis One. So, you know that that didn't help either of us. It was it was an unfortunate thing where. Uh, because of of the planning of last year that we was given that weekend. So what we've done is switch weekends around because obviously we were co-promoting it with Hypno Congress in Zurich as well, as we are this year. Um, So I I wanted to do a year where I didn't either rub people up the wrong way or actually uh, prevent people having an opportunity to come to ours. And because of that, I was able to approach people who couldn't make last year. So the likes of Sean Michael Andrews are coming, who who um, I've never met personally but I've I've watched bundles of his stuff on YouTube and he comes across as, as as lovely a man as he does a good hypnotist. So he's come in, he wasn't able to before. We got the likes of uh, Mike Mandel, uh Tim Cummins, all these people that um I I I was I was not in a position to or sort of limited to uh, being able to approach because of the success of last year I've been able to, you know, and, 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 and even broadening the boundaries. So we got the likes of James Brown, who I, who I find is fascinating. I, I think he's got a refreshing, albeit um, potentially controversial, uh, take on hypnosis in some people's eyes. Yep. But, I, I, but I think they're the sort of guys that people need to see. Um, now, you know.
0: yeah, I, I, absolutely. You, you know, I mean, um, um, you know, I, I, I also am quite keen to go on the record um, um, with something very particular with regards to James Brown. Um, and people that know that know him or I well know that um, he's a good friend of mine. Um, and personally, lives quite near to me. Our children have played together. Him and I have spent many hours. Uh, we've we've run courses together, and we used to run a rapid inductions um, um, seminar together whereby I would do a lot of the more sort of highbrow type of stuff in the morning. And Mm -hmm. uh, James would do a lot more of the sort of practical stuff, the stuff which, which very much suits him. And, um, and he used to step on, um, step into the seminar um, in the afternoon and rather cheekily say, I'd like to thank Adam for being my pre-talk. And, um, (laughs) and, and, and he would just think this was hilarious, hilarious over and over. And so, um, um yeah one of the things that i'm i'm pretty keen uh to get across for this particular 2017 convention is is that i will pay handsomely um for james brown to be my pre-talk if at all possible uh, although i've seen the schedule um i'm i'm I, I, that's uh, that's gone that there's no chance of that is there um i um for the right money we can
1: always change <laughs> <these things. laughs> yeah i 'm yeah. always open to corruption, so yeah um... or, or,
0: or maybe maybe we 'll have to do something in the bar, some kind of a skit uh, uh, for, for him and I um, um, but you 're quite right you know he is um, he 's an incredibly tenacious performer he is very skilled and you're quite right he does have a bit of a controversial perspective you know him and i have um have argued um, um incessantly publicly and privately and and or rather debated and um um yeah so i, I you know d- definitely i look forward to um to seeing um what what he has to offer
1: yeah i i mean i He's one of the few people that I think I've purchased stuff online from this year Um, because, you know, I I just, I love his curiosity. He's got a sort of very similar curiosity to Anthony about like unpicking what hypnosis is and, or or, or using it um, for uh, uh, entertaining ways as well as therapeutic ways. Um, and, 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 And talking about therapy as well, I was keen to, you know, actually have some real therapists talk for anyone who's read any of my blogs or or the few that I've done this year, you know, I think it's important that people come to learn, not just techniques or or not just listen to trainers, but also listen to therapists as well. So, you know, you've got the likes of Felix, Economakis, um, you know, who, who I've observed that some of his stuff on YouTube and that, and, and people in the industry talk really highly of, um, yeah, I, The people I approach, like, I, I was I have a lot more freedom this year to approach certain people that I think, and I might be wrong, and like I say, if, everything's a gamble, but people that I think are going to add real value and are and going to actually stick in a lot of people who attend mines afterwards. And um, So that was important to me. Yeah. It, the, the, the response I got from the admissions, I mean, I, I'm still getting two or three applications
0: a week all oh, uh, right
1: for, for to, the... to, to speak yeah so <laughs> so i'm kind of sorted to 2021
0: uh, <laughs> yeah good
1: and, and and that was that was the hard thing before uh, the first year the hard thing was trying to uh, <laughs> get people to come and and now it's uh, now it's managing expectations that the fact that we we've we've tried to be um we tried to do the right thing and increase the amount of speakers but Obviously, because we're limited to rooms, one of the, one of the we, we did a lot of feedback. Well, we asked for a lot of feedback after the first year. One other thing was was that there was too much choice, which is a nice thing. But yeah. um, so we've cut the tracks down from four to three. Yeah. Um, the we've given people a, a lot more room as well. So so even though we've reduced the amount of tracks, the actual space that presenters have got is greater. We've got more presenters. But more uh, one-hour slots, yeah. Uh, and obviously, because some people are travelling from far afield, we've tried to uh, give uh, the two-hour slots uh, mainly to overseas visitors. Um, um, uh, and, and James' trip. Yeah, yeah, because
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I, that I, was a deal we. I wondered. I wondered what there. he must have done. What he must have done right that that I didn't. <laughs> he did <laughs> He did the he did the Hangover Sunday Morning slot last year, which
1: ah uh, yes. So um, you know, f- for me, it was obviously I've been looking at James James's stuff on the internet for ages. I, I, I had the pleasure of actually going to one of his live classes um, at the end of last year, start this year, uh, roughly around that time. Um, but I know that he's you know the the problem is is when when you're uh, for want of a better word, a nobody or, or, or a relative unknown in, in the profession. When you're approaching people with these strong reputations um, and you're trying to get balance over a Saturday and Sunday, someone's someone's going to have to do you a good turn. And, and that's no detriment to, to some of the other speakers. But, you know, it's, I think it's fair to say that James Tripp commands a, a big following and, and what have you. And he very, very kindly said, I don't mind. I'll do the Sunday morning one for me. So I said, right. You get a two-hour next year, and whenever you want. Yeah. And so I think he's going before you, and he's going to so maybe or or he's quite early on the
0: Saturday, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I I think I think he's just after me on the Saturday because I'm going to. Yeah, I'm I'm keen to watch him. Yeah. Um, Well, to to be fair, he's actually got a deal where he's going to thank you for being his Walmart. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned this because i wasn't going to say this has, it but now it's this now has making, the potential oh, yeah. to become a thing um <laughs> uh, you know th- I, I, I tell you i know there's a bit of competition between
1: you and james anyway which <laughs> which i foolishly threw my hat into and then withdrew it quite quickly which was the off. yeah have exactly well.
0: we, you know him and i will be will be measuring biceps and uh seeing, yeah yeah and seeing who who has the tightest fitting shirt um, um, yeah who, who fills their sleeves uh, uh the most hardcore at at the next uh convention um, um you know you make a couple of points a couple of points i just i i, I just want to um um uh, mention and sort of reiterate a little bit and that is that first of all you know i, I remember you getting in contact with me you know but before before um um, that the, the convention was going to be going to be known, and getting in touch with me and asking me to to come and speak, and um and us having discussions, and you, you know I I can imagine that absolutely there's there was a degree of risk, and I think one of the things that that really reflects well upon that convention is the fact that um um you know it was the first time out and. Um, It was it was untried territory and, you know, the risk the risk paid off and the people that were involved, um, I think, um, were richly rewarded with with a great experience, you know, not just from a speaker's perspective, but from from an attendee perspective. Um, and and I I think as a result it's a much more attractive proposition to be part of it this year you know more people want to be part of it and want to be engaged with it and and that risk that risk has paid off and I think you know there's some good there's some good um um um, business advice for hypnotherapists within that but also you know to to reflect to take feedback Uh, uh, I know some of the the feedback that you've received because i've given some of it Mm -hmm. um and i know that it's not always the easiest thing to take on board um um feedback especially when something's gone gone well um um so so you know the the ways in which you've adjusted the things that you've looked at the responsivity to to the feedback i think is, is is really important and you know it's 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 shaping up to be something else um, um, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, for for, for those of you listening, um, you know, uh, Nick's mentioned a couple of people here. And um, um, for people, some of you will know and won't know, you regular listeners to this podcast will know that um, we had a very, very popular edition of the podcast um, a while ago now, where um, with Anthony Jack Quinn, Gary Turner, James Tripp, um and and we um and and we asked a bunch of questions of each other and and had a lot of fun and it was our most most listened to podcast edition ever and um we've we've roped in melissa tears to the same panel and um, and on the Friday night um, of the convention, we're going to have a, a bit of an evening, fun, entertainment, education, and um, I'm going to be hosting a special live edition of this podcast with Anthony, Gary, James, Melissa, um, um, and and the, the the aim has been, and you know, one of the things that I'm going to explore a little bit with Nick later on is to share this value. One of the things that Nick's spoken about is this value. Um, of, of encompassing the feeling of of diversity, celebrating the field, encouraging you know friendship and enjoyable discussion and debate, um, as well as you know educating and so on. And so, um, um, anybody that's interested in coming and being a member of the audience, firing some questions at the panel, we're going to have a lot of a lot of shenanigans with regards to that as well. Um, um, and I think um, um, we're going to have um, um, a lot of fun, and there's going to be a lot. A lot to um, a lot to celebrate within the field of hypnosis when you uh, when you hear about some of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, so, Nick, Nick, just just tell me, um, um, with regards to the convention, with regards to to any hypnosis conference, really, has has y- your reason behind it? Has that changed at all, or has it always been the same? And and you know, why do you think the field needs a convention at all um, I think for a number of
1: reasons really I, th- I think for, from the conventions that I've attended um, I, th- I think and this goes back to something I was saying earlier I, th- I think I, I can't remember uh, attending any that didn't have some form of self-promotion involved yeah. so either either uh, pushing the organization pushing the uh the style or technique of hypnosis push pushing the um uh the the board members of any organizations or or what have you yeah. uh they're either very self indulgent or or they that for want of a better word almost cult like in, in their approach and yeah. i' am sorry if that offends anyone but i would rather answer the question honestly yeah um so so, for for the UK hypnosis convention, in my mind, to work uh, as effectively as it can, it's it's one of those cases where, more so this year, I want to deliver it to to almost it be like the professions convention. Whereas, you know, I'm going to play a less of a part this year than I did last year. Uh, you know, from an organisational point of view, we're putting it on, but it's really about what can the profession do. Without any uh, with, without any bias, without any uh, association or, or, or membership or, or a style, what can they do when they're all left as grown up to get on and and and, uh, and enjoy a convention and last year showed that they're happy to socialize they're happy to listen to other people they' ap- they're happy to to learn, they're happy to question the stuff that they know already so so for me, it's got to be more of the same this year. So, you know, I'll I'll do, I'll do, I'll say a very quick welcome to everyone. Um, hopefully I'll be less nervous this year. (laughs) Um, but I'll, I'll say a quick welcome. And then it's very much going to be a case of go and enjoy yourselves, go and get on with it. And then, um, I've asked you already. Uh, for those unaware, so you're actually going to be introducing Bob, who's who, Bob Burns, who's going to be our um, keynote speaker this year. Yeah. And, and then at the end, I'll just say a quick thank you. You know, I want it to be, I want it to be something that everyone feels a part of, not not a member of. It's, it's, it's a slight subtle difference, but you know, no one's paid their dues to be part of something that throws on a convention. This is a convention for everyone attending. Everyone's getting equally uh, the same out of it, um, and, and, and I sort of will. I'll be around. I'll be enjoying it. I'm going to try and, and take the opportunity to enjoy it a little more this year. Yeah. But but apart from the fact that people know that I'm the you know i the uh, the guy who organised it, um, I, I really want it to be something that you sort of you let the hypnotherapist get on with it. And enjoy and because they proved last year that's all they really need
0: yeah
1: yeah not not everyone's going to go off with the same mindset some people are going to go off with even more rigid in their own beliefs some people are going to uh, go off they're a lot more flexible in their beliefs and some people are going to go off with stuff that they've never even considered before but the best chance of letting them do that is not forcing them to sit through stuff that they don't want to do which some of the conventions do which isn't um, Allowing a certain a certain um, uh, bulk majority of a type of hypnosis to uh, to dominate the convention, it's basically put on a convention. It seems really quite simple. Put on a convention, let everyone behave like adults, except in the bar from midnight onwards. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I think that's how they'll get the most out of it.
0: Well, you know, the, 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 there's something really interesting um, um, within within that. Um, in as much as um, you know, you you will know that um I had I had a certain degree of um trepidation with regards to my, my presentation and my keynote <clears> presentation <throat> simply because you know um um when, when when people have have paid to go and see you, specifically you, um you know that they're invested in you. Um um whereas I think you know when you're delivering a keynote presentation to um to your professional peers and, um, you know, a number of key and pioneering individuals within the field um, that, that, that haven't specifically paid to come and see you that are there as part of a convention. Um, um, you, you know, what, what you're going to be saying, it, it could be quite nerve-wracking. It's going to be highly scrutinised and given some 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 rigour in the way in which it's perceived. And I think... Um, um one of the things, you know, I've turned down many a conference and many a convention because of some of the reasons that you've cited already, because of perhaps it's got a particular underlying dogma um, in a very particular way. However, you know, I had some freedom to be able to express myself and I think all of the presenters did and all of the attendees did. Have a degree of freedom to be able to express themselves and to not be concerned um, with regards to to how that, how that 's going to be received and I think this is a, a really key learning for hypnotherapists in general um, um, in really general terms that is that you know i 've written about it quite recently that is you know being able to accept some critique of your own stance you know a lot of people go to conventions and conferences or even cpd events just because they want to confirm what they already know rather Mm -hmm. than embracing something stimulating something different and so on because there is such a wide diversity of opinion of stance of literature of evidence base and so on that this field has you know to 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 ever believe that that we know all we need to know I think would be rather audacious to say the least probably verging on arrogance and so you know for me um, the appeal is is even bigger having been through that experience last time round, because um, you know I made a couple of you know fairly controversial points within my own keynote presentation that I know are contrary to the stance and the leaning of many of the people that were in that room for example and 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 yet it was warmly embraced and those same people with differing stances came up um um, shook my hand we had really friendly comfortable discussions afterwards we you know it was stimulating and so on and I think that is the attitude that, that hypnotherapists need in very general terms full stop to not be entrenched in dogma, to have a little bit of open-mindedness, to, to, to have some flexibility with regards to their own stance and where they're coming from, and to, to welcome opposing stances from time to time.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. I, you know, one of the observations I made last year was, um, you know, just observing yourself, funnily enough, um, uh, Claude Ribot, who's coming back to speak, um uh, this year you know yeah. I sort of I, I, I don't know if I eavesdropped a conversation or you relayed a conversation to me or maybe it was Claude that did but you know talking about how his approach to research and some of the research that backs up his approach to hypnosis you know his active alert approach yeah. and stuff is, is there was a there was a lot of overlap with some of the stuff the that
0: we've, we've running. been
1: looking at yeah and, absolutely. Uh, you know and um, I, I don't want to big myself up but I think there's very few uh, conventions and platforms where people would have had the, the the breadth and scope to discover that, and then have the opportunity to carry on the discussion afterwards, yeah. uh, freely and, and you know, with, like you said, without free of dogma or, or or any of those problems that some of the other conventions have, and and I I, I think it's it's not just it's it's not just the the style of hypnosis you you know you can there's so much that it can be taken sitting in a room and actually watching people being in the same room uh, enjoying the energy of that room you know to to see you know to see Freddie jump up and demonstrate something imp- promptly, to see Bob entertain while educating to to see Melissa you know blend humor uh, to to see the work that someone like a Frederick Mao does in preparing like and yourself preparing to do presentations and stuff like that. There's so much um, that people, if they don't attend the conversation, uh, the convention, will, will never really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and, and you, you know, I have to give full credit to the to the, all of the presenters because they all brought uh, their, their own style, their own techniques, their own knowledge, and, and I think everyone was on on top of their game last year and and it you know it just helped contribute to make the, the convention a complete success but um i think going back to that you know that freedom that they had at a very open convention um they're free to question they're free to challenge people afterwards they um and i don't think anyone took it badly or took it the wrong way Uh, I I don't think people's egos were bruised if someone wanted to ask them questions that they didn't get a chance to ask them during their presentations. And and, and it just kept almost like a 48-hour conversation going about hypnosis, which was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Until, obviously, (laughs) everyone was so incoherent at 4.30 in the morning, they start hugging people with lips.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, um, And, and yeah, then it just turned into a sort of leg-humping session.
1: Which he was never going to win. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Not with no, 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 Mr. Turner. And no. Do you know what? You know, see, Gary's, Gary's a great example of um, the benefit of feedback as well. You know, I, I was unaware because I was outside, and I'm going to make amends for it this year. I'm going to make a point of making sure I'm in his presentation or, and in his post-convention uh, workshop. Mm. But, you know, there, there is, um, there's a guy, and he won't mind me saying because – He's, we've actually had a couple of conversations about himself on social media. He will totally polarise opinion. If you meet him in if, if if you meet him in the flesh, it's almost impossible not to like him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and not just not just that, not just find him absolutely charming, absolutely likable, and a thoroughly decent guy, but to to find his enthusiasm for the for the subject of hypnosis totally contagious yeah. and. And one of the things that struck me when I was going back, you know, because I asked everyone to give feedback on the presenters, give feedback on the convention and this that and the other was, you know, I didn't realise that because he was in the, one of the last slots, he overran by forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I think it was only when the cleaners started getting the Hoover out and going <laughs> around him that he sort of called it a day then. And, yeah. um, but it was the level of of what he put into his presentation as well, and not just not just as well, but other people that he maybe have had um disagreements with on social media and that's what I hate I'm beginning to really dislike social media for for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, he was the first to, to say, oh, how interesting their presentations were, what nice people they were, you know, how fascinating their backstories were and stuff like that. And I and and I think again this goes back to allowing people to be grown ups and, and, and get on with it. And and you know so I've taken on board uh, the, the feedback I got from the likes of Gary and all the other presenters, yeah. um, and the, the problem is, it goes goes back to the problem of very few people had negative feedback. Everyone was on top of their game, which mm. meant that this year it was a real pain in the arse. Excuse my French. Actually, trying to trying to keep it fresh, trying to give new presenters who haven't presented anywhere a chance, and but also try and keep the the, the people that I know that are. Uh, without sounding mercenary, going to sell tickets as well. So um, yeah. it's, it's 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 been stressful as well as a nice problem to have. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I um as soon as you as soon as you announced the um uh, as soon as as soon as the speakers were announced, I, I know that was no easy task for you. Um, I'm um, um, you know I went and um, you know I I had some some exchanges of emails with and and comments online. With 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 many of the other speakers about you know we were plotting plotting our journeys you know I've got um, um last year we had a fairly good contingent um of, of graduates of my college that wanted to attend mm-hmm. and this year we've got even more and um you know between us we've all been getting together plotting the kind of course throughout throughout the day and you know there's some major highlights and and at times there are some some major difficult choices to be To be had you know um, um at one point, there is Felix Economarkus, James Brown, and Carl Smith all speaking at once. I mean, how on earth does anybody choose between that? James Tripp, Claude Rabau, Hans Rudy Whi all speaking at once. you know how on earth do you choose through through some of that stuff um, um, and it's you know that 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 quality and the level um um that's there i think is something that um um is just going to be great i can't wait
1: I well can't... do you know you, you know what i've been talking about that as a as a problem and yeah it was actually no fun working out that timetable um whatsoever because there's going to be winners and losers from presenter's point of view there's going to be winners and losers from attendee's point of view yeah, even yeah. though overall everyone's a winner um so uh, and it's, it's, it's still in the uh, discussion stages but the idea is is that all three tracks will be recorded so yeah. so attendees will get a heavily discounted uh, access to to every presentation
0: yeah.
1: um, and when i say um, video recorded I, I think it's very <laughs> it would be very hard to audio record for instance James Tripp's presentation yeah uh, last year so yeah you uh, need to be, you need to go uh, be need- see him Exactly. You, you know, you, you need to see some of the stuff. Um, so we're, we're going to try and uh, video record all three tracks. Uh, I'm working with someone at the moment with that. So fingers crossed. That's um, that's that's going to be um, in the pipeline. And obviously, it's, it's going to be uh, economically viable for the people who obviously turn up and support the uh, uh, the convention in person. But for those that can't. It'll be accessible to them too, but for obviously yeah. more money, which makes sense right so
0: yeah yeah, absolutely I, you but, know because
1: I mean- th- that was feedback that we got, you know that's the problem when you have forty great speakers, you can't see forty great speakers all the time, so yeah. we 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 reduced the choice, um so it wasn't so much of a problem and yeah. and then we've tried we tried to think how we can do it that that no one loses out ultimately as well so.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the presentations that I'm keen to see is is on at the same time as me. Um, um, it would have been uh, would have been one of my top choices to go and see um, Kate Bevan Marks, and she's on at the same time as I am. Um, um, so so a recording will be awesome as far as that's concerned. And um, um, oh, by the way, as well,
1: for Kate, um, you know, I love Kate anyway. She's she's put so much she's put so much uh, work into the profession. She's put so much work into. Uh, her own personal research, her own personal study. Yeah. you know, I, I think even though we need a we, we need a, a broad spectrum of presenters, the profession, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the likes of yourself and Kate and people like that who have put put in the hours, who have put in the legwork uh, to to make it credible to a, a, a broader, more professional sense um she but she's she goes beyond that so kate will also be holding for all the non-drinkers amongst us so that basically takes the whole of your college out yeah but um but for anyone who didn't study with adam <laughs> and, and may not drink so much on saturday night um kate will be doing uh yoga so that was what i did badly as well she Kate said you do the yoga and uh yoga sorry that's being
0: married to a yoga, uh, sh- uh, I purposely, yoga I purposely didn't pick you up on that when you said yoga um Yeah group, um, group hypnosis sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the morning group hypnosis at eight. Yeah sorry spin. Kate you weren't expected thinking, to do any yoga I'm thinking that um um for me the best <laughs> way the best way for me to get in on that is just to is just to stay up <laughs> stay up it's just to pull an all-nighter Um, Yeah, or we place place gin
1: under all the chairs.
0: Yeah, and and just stay in Keyside Keyside 1 all the way through to Tim Cummings, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so sorry to correct myself. (laughs) Kate won't be doing yoga. Sorry, I'm married to a yoga teacher.
1: Um, Kate will be doing group hypnosis on the Sunday morning, which I advertised really badly last year. So I'm just letting everyone know now that if you want to start the day in a more positive, clearer way than any of Adam's students will be, uh, Kate Bevermarks on the Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Um, um, and um, um, you know, there's there's there's, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of uh, um, a, a lot of stuff that's that's going to be different. You know, there's some there's some real highlights in there, and um, and you know, I, I, I for one, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, well, do you know what you mentioned a Friday night as well? And yeah. I did mention it at the start.
1: I'm looking forward to that because if people aren't aware, we kind of discussed it for last year as well and it never, it never uh, came about. Um, but I actually think it's going to work better this year anyway. You know, Having Melissa, I, I will say though, if Melissa is on the panel, let her go last.
0: Yeah, well, well uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing is, is timing the answers. And if anybody goes well, over the sand timer for their answer, there are forfeits. And um, I, I can say no more at this particular moment, but but specific rules have been made. Because, you know, you need to make specific rules when you've got a panel comprising yeah. Minister Tears, James Tripp, um, um, Anthony Jacqueline and Gary Turner. You know, you, you, you need to put a limit on the time. So there's going to be a sort of concise element where um, they are also bringing their, their favourite hypnosis factoids there are going to be some um, um some interjection um, um factoids that they're all going to be presenting the audience with and um um yeah and with the questions that we take from both the audience and we're going to be taking questions um the week leading up to it um on facebook as well that, oh, that okay. i'll be that i will be feeding in um um they will have a limited period of time to get their their answers over concisely um, um, and, and and as soon as they run over and the hooter goes, there will be a forfeit, and and you know, and they'll they'll be in trouble. And um, <laughs> well, well
1: played to you, Adam. It's a it's a brave man who tells Melissa to to wrap
0: it up. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you know, we we have ways. We have ways. We've put some things <laughs> in place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um and and really great to see that um Larry and Cheryl Elman are going to be coming yeah. over as well um um this year and you, you know um, um uh, that these are people that um I've spoken with had some great fun with have been guests of this show before and um I'm really looking forward really delighted that they can make the journey and that Larry's health is good enough for him to make the journey and um, it'll be a really good opportunity for, for people to come and meet them and uh, and see the, see the Elman legacy going off. Mm-hmm. Oh, Again. definitely.
1: Um, yeah, I think they're sticking around in London for a while as well. So I think they're doing uh, – uh, I, I couldn't accommodate them, unfortunately, um, with the pre and post, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong, that they might be sticking around in London for a while. People want to catch up with uh, Larry and Cheryl. I mean yeah. – that we had, you know, Graham Harvey as well. He he couldn't uh, come because of family matters last year. I, I wanted to I wanted to stay loyal to the people that were prepared to come to the first year as well. So, yeah. you know, now Larry, fingers crossed, Touchwood is is healthier and 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 Graham's everything's well with Graham. It'd be great to see those those who are intended to be there in uh, year one. So,
0: yeah 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 great great um, um Nick, what can I say um, um as always um, um it's it's awesome having you on the show. It's awesome talking to you um um about all of these exciting things i um, i'm I'm really hoping that I'll be able to um twist your arm to come back on the show again um um similar time next year, and we'll talk about what went on. And, mm. um, well, you know, within 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 limits, of course, you know, because really <laughs> uh, uh, th- th- there are some things that I'm not prepared to talk about publicly uh, um, from from the UK hypnosis convention 2016. Um, as they say, what 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 happens at UKHC stays at UKHC. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh,
1: you know, I would encourage everyone to bring their selfie stick. Because yeah, no. <laughs> Adam monopolised the selfie action last year. <laughs> you could probably tell from the photos. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I, I got photos with, um, I got selfies with just about everybody. And the latest, um, um, the latest, um, 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 selfie stick that I own is act is is a champion. It's going to absolutely, um, um yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make for even better blogs uh, uh, after this year's convention for sure. So, so you've replaced the one you broke at your Christmas do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, that almost uh, ruined it for you, didn't it? That my friend Tom then attempted to to, <laughs> to bind back together with uh, with with plastic strips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that 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 one's uh, that one's been been buried, and uh, yeah, we've we've got a new one now. We've got a new one now, and it's going to be be dusted off in time for uh, this year's convention for sure.
1: Well, do you know what? I was actually looking. I, I like to put a little. Uh, Something, something in the goodie bag um i, I did actually look at getting some uh, printed up but i'm not gonna lie they were too expensive so i sort of shelved <laughs> that idea so so you're still the official selfie taker unless other people want to do something about that so great
0: great great um, um, um for anybody interested in more information or booking a seat for the uk hypnosis convention um you can go visit ukhypnosisconvention.co.uk is that right nick yeah, or .net. Yeah, yeah. Um, UK Hypnosis Convention .net, and um, go track down, have a good look of that, and and at that, um, um, we'll we'll look forward to reporting back on how things go, how things went, and um, maybe even do some do some recording of some of the Friday night stuff, and some of the snippets might get shared in a, in a future episode of uh, of Hypnosis Weekly as well. Um, um, Nick Ebden. First of all, thank you very much for coming back on and, well, thanks for uh, having and, me. and good luck with the UK Hypnosis Convention 2017. Thank you very much and thanks for having me. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Uh, my thanks to Nick. If you would like to attend the 2017 UK Hypnosis Convention, you can visit uh, the website to UKhypnosisconvention.co.uk or UKhypnosisconvention.net. Now then, if you use the code AEDISC, that is, that is A-E-D-I-S-C, or one word um, spelled A-E-D-I-S-C, I've said it twice, you will get a whopping 20% discount off the fee. Um, um yeah, so there you go. What are you waiting for? Um, um instead of the usual hypnosis in the news section. I'm discussing a topic uh, again today, uh, one that means a great deal to me. Um, I wrote a blog article on the topic. I felt it was really pertinent and it, it's it's a message that I'm keen to get out there. Um and because I you know I recently read on a forum that I have um I'm subsequently unsubscribed from um where one particular guy wrote in response to somebody else's query and question. Someone wrote, a hypnotherapist, why on earth would you need three sessions for depression? Use XXX and it's gone within 30 minutes, job done. I've purposely removed what that is because I don't want to be seen to be sort of victimising one particular thing. It's, It's the general notion that I'm after here with regards to speed, you know, the vroom, then loads of other. Uh, fellow like-minded hypnotherapist joined in uh, laying the boot in to anyone and everyone who whoever takes more than 30 minutes to cure their client of depression or anything else for that matter and it seems that if you do not offer the latest super fast hyper mega quick therapy intervention that cures anxiety depression and every unwanted habit in a flash then you've not been trained properly or simply not awesome enough to be a member of the super cool ultra fast Zoom therapy brigade who yell yee on the hour every hour to remind the world how fast they are going. I'm going to refer to Yeha uh, again later on. Now, you know what? I'm going to sober things up a little bit. Uh, there is currently virtually no evidence to support such super speedy claims. When you examine the research, the latest concocted techniques marketed to the circles of willing listeners are pretty absent. The claims can be supported by little more than anecdotal claims made by the creator or the trainer. And this is quite rife in the field of hypnotherapy. For example, however... If you look at smoking cessation, the evidence is generally pretty poor and no way near as impressive as people typically think. It's better than nicotine replacement uh, therapy, but uh, for smoking cessation, the evidence is not that strong for hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Um, I'm I'm gonna include a reference uh, of of an article that I wrote back in 2011 on the evidence to support using hypnotherapy to stop smoking. You can have a good read of that. so, but, but however, credible studies by Holroyd in 1980, Elkins and colleagues in 2007, Krasselneck in 1990, Johnson and Carcutt in 1994 have all highlighted um, the notion that the efficacy of hypnotherapy for smoking cessation is actually increased when you increase the number of hypnotherapy sessions and you create a more comprehensive program for the individual. And this would seem to fly in the face of the masses and masses of hypnotherapists who still offer one-off single sessions for smoking cessation. Yet the majority of hypnotherapy training on offer does not teach as much and they continue to perpetuate this marketing of single session stop smoking sessions. Some of the strongest evidence that the field of hypnosis has in the treatment, um, uh, it is, rather, in the treatment of irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. Um, You can go and read the research published, for example, in The Lancet by Worrell and colleagues in the 1980s and the follow-up 1987 study to his 1984 one or the research of Olaf Palson and colleagues um, in the early 2000s. Um, And and there are many other studies on that topic. Um, um, You see... When you read them, you know, you'll become aware there's no secret technique, no master key, no singular notion. Instead, persistence and investment of time and development of self efficacy is key. And the evidence shows that typically seven to 10 weekly sessions yields the best results. And additionally, you know, the most evidence based approaches to therapy in general, you know, talk therapies all typically tend to involve a, a fairly prolonged comprehensive treatment plan, whereby a depth of consideration is given and solutions are tailored for the individual. Hypnotherapy is typically a brief therapy you know, founder of modern hypnotism, James Bray, typically saw his clients for four to six sessions. And the evidence would suggest that that is typical of the modern field. And, you know, this is miles better than the kind of average session numbers that Sigmund Freud had with his patients, which totaled hundreds upon hundreds. But this has not seemed to quell the appetite for something that is a much higher RPM. Why, then, do you suppose that forums are just filled with comments suggesting that actually far less sessions are needed or far less sessions are desirable? The evidence across all talk therapies does tend to indicate that a working alliance is a very good predictor of therapeutic outcomes, though I would question what kind of working alliance is being developed in the super speedy lightning therapy sessions being a supportive, positive, ongoing um, um, influence in the client's life for a period of time whilst working with them. I think that's an important role. Likewise, many people go to see the creator of a technique or invest lots of money in seeing a well-known trainer recommended by one of their graduates or students. And they respond well because of that expectation, because of the Or that is afforded to that individual because of the reputation um, or because of the way it was sold with such belief and enthusiasm by the referring individual. But the technique is then working for reasons over and beyond those that are being taught to others. And the same mechanisms may not be present when someone else is using the technique. So what about, you know, people who do not get better in the allotted 30 minutes uh, that our super duper mega speedy therapist has offered? You know, what message is being sent to those people that, that they are incapable somehow, that they are an exception? What message is that giving them and how is that likely to affect them? You know, does that feel ethical? You know, because everyone else gets better in 30 minute time frame. But do they really? Are those offering these incredibly brief and fast promises of rapid change systematically, following up all of those that they work with? Are they seeing how these people are doing six months later or 12 months later and 18 months later? Um, um, This is what's expected and carried out in quality research. You know, quality research will give neutral follow-up statistics. Are the purveyors of the 30-minute cure-all technique following up in this same systematic fashion to support their claims? Of course, they're not. But... But there's a big but. They have testimonials to prove their results instead. Of course they do. You know, testimonials highlight some of the people for whom the ultra lightning intervention worked for quite soon after they had the treatment. They do not publish reports of people for whom it did not work, do they? Do they give accounts of those who were followed up 18 months later and see how they progress? Well, rarely. And even if they do share an 18 month follow up, is that single person representative of most of those who engaged in that same process? You know, perhaps they are the exception. You know, I could go on with the critique of this sort of faster, the better mindset in therapy, but I'm not going to. You know, I wanted to offer up some alternate uh, thought process. You know, Isn't it OK for us to slow things down at least a bit? Isn't it OK to be thorough? And diligent, isn't it okay to responsibly examine what the evidence would suggest, rather than a well-sold anecdote or loudly marketed protocol? It's super fast, you know. As you can probably tell, you know, I have little interest in becoming the therapist equivalent of the the Dukes of Hazard, who sprint to the General Lee, jump in through the windows, thrash the living daylights out of the engine, and scream, "Yeah!" Ha! As they fly over a ramp and land with several shoulder-jarring bounces and thuds because the adrenaline is going to subside and you only find the same desire to scream like that by doing it all again, repeatedly. You see, I'd rather have due diligence um, and occasional gentleness time to digest adequate and insightful reflection, deep consideration and responsible adherence to evidence based consideration with my clients i 'd rather i 'd rather tailor solutions not just blanket approach them all with a technique that 's been sold and marketed well but has no evidence to support it i 'd rather equip clients with lifelong preventative coping skills and help them develop self efficacy um you know, if the 30 minute depression cure truly exists, um, why is it that, you know, the current World Health Organization statistics is demonstrating that depression is vastly increasing around the globe? And um, why so many mental health organizations so focused on heightening awareness on depression currently? You know, the guy with a 30 minute lifetime super speedy cure is the answer, isn't he? You know, the World Health Organization, the Charity Mind, the Mental Health Foundation, all the depression researchers throughout history, are they just wrong? Are they ill-informed? Have they not done the right research? Um, Have they all just not discovered this guy with a 30-minute answer yet? You know, are they all blind? Are they all wrong? Is Big Pharma somehow obscuring them? Or is there some other lame excuse? Because surely the super speedy 30-minute depression cure guy knows better than everybody else, no? Now, I'm all for experimental approaches, I'm all for advancing what we do, but I genuinely do not think that faster is always better. And I think it holds back the progress of the field to keep on pitching the idea that fastest is best. It seems like a thinly veiled facade most of the time. A final point that I'd like to add, um, you know, in reference to hypnotherapists and to hypnotherapy training schools alike, this notion of all-out speed and super fast therapy only strikes me as a sign that the purveyors or advocates of these approaches are not really interested in the wider development of the hypnotherapy field or its public perception or, or even advancing the credibility of this field and I know this may not be important to many but it is to me. You see I uh, I I, I wrote this article and and I'm expressing it here today in response to the strange attitude that I see by many hypnotherapists and hypnotherapy training schools that insist that therapy should be as fast and speedy and lightning as possible. It just doesn't seem to stack up to me. The evidence to support this idea is currently missing. It simply seems like a way of marketing oneself or some fleeting idea. But I'll just tell you what incenses me. My final point it incenses me it's when those advocates or purveyors of the super fast approach somehow belittle anyone with a more considered diligent approach that does actually have evidence to support it. It's this belittling or this snarling or this attacking anything that takes longer that upsets me and I think it speaks volumes about these people. It gives a very wrong impression to the public too and I just don't understand this kind of puff-chested bravado, this adoption of some seemingly misplaced pride, and this notion of it only takes me 30 minutes to cure my clients of, you know, you fill in the blank. Who are these people trying to impress? hmm? So I've put up uh, a link to some of the references that I've made here um, I'm on the page of this week's uh, podcast episode over at www.hypnosis-weekly.com. Um, I welcome your thoughts. Um, I've been having a debate on this topic at our Facebook group. Um, if you're on Facebook and you're not a member, if you search for the Anglo-European College of Therapeutic Hypnosis Adam Eason, uh, you'll find us there. Loads of former guests of this show have been sharing opinions and joining that particular debate. Um, I make a note, actually, in particular, my friend, a friend of the show, former guest of few times, Anthony Jackwin, shared a quote by Fritz Perls um, from 1969, that I'll read and share here, too. It took us a long time to debunk the whole Freudian crap. And now we are entering a new, more dangerous phase. We are entering the phase of the turn on us. Turn on to instant cure, instant joy, instant sensory awareness. We are entering the phase of the quacks and the con men who think if you get some breakthrough, you are cured. Disregarding any growth requirements, disregarding any of the real potential, the inborn genius in all of you. If this is becoming a fadism, it is as dangerous to psychology as the year, decade, century-long lying on the couch. At least the damage suffered under psychoanalysis does little to the patient other than making him deader and deader. This is not as obnoxious as this quick, quick, quick thing. Now the problem is not so much with the Turner honors, but with the whole American culture. We've made a 180 degree turn from Puritanism, puritanism and moralism to hedonism suddenly everything has to be fun pleasure and any sincere involvement any really being here is discouraged and that's from page one of Gestalt Therapy Verbatim by Friedrich Perls in 1969 and and, and I love that Um, thanks to Anthony for sharing it I thought it was very pertinent and as my friend Lucy Hyde said in response to that that it was very prophetic yes indeed Um, And our our regular Hypnosis in the News and Factoid of the Week features will be back next week. Um, So my thanks go to um, uh, Nick Ebden. Uh, that's it for this week's 77th edition Uh, I do have many more exciting guests that I'll be welcoming to hypnosis weekly in coming weeks too we'll be discussing debating celebrating and above all remaining friends next week um, I welcome as my guest a man I think is probably the tallest hypnotherapist on the planet one and only Mr Jeff Jordan the hypnotherapy Um, hypnotherapist and mind coach to UFC fighters will be discussing his creation of the fighter's brain I really can't wait for that one can't wait to share that with you All the references made in the discussions, along with the related links, are posted at each episode on the Hypnosis Weekly website. Um, And I absolutely welcome your thoughts, comments, suggestions and questions. Do please message me or add them on the Hypnosis Weekly website. I'll make sure they are addressed, answered, explored accordingly. Please do share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere else. Really help us reach the hypnosis field. My thanks, as always, go to all of you for tuning in. My name is Adam Eason. This has been Hypnosis Weekly. Until next time. Goodbye for now.